Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. What's up, church family? How are you doing this morning? Awesome. That's good to hear. Well, welcome to week number two of the Christmas at the Movies series. Um, We're in the middle of a very different kind of series, and it's because of something that Jesus did. If you notice that Jesus in the New Testament, a lot of times when he would teach or he would preach, he loved to use modern day stories of the time to be able to kind of illustrate the point that he was trying to make. So that's what this series has really kind of all been about is we are using modern day stories, aka movies, to be able to help us to understand better some spiritual truths and really some great life lessons that can be learned. And um, here in week two, uh, we are going to examine the 2018 remake of a Christmas classic called The Grinch. But first, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this amazing and awesome privilege to be able to come up here and be able to communicate your word to these people. And Lord, I just pray right now that, Lord, you would be able to speak through me in a powerful way. And Lord, that you would just penetrate the hearts and the minds of everyone that's in this room this morning. Lord, we pray for life change to occur. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, 
does this mean, fellow? With his skin all green and his teeth all yellow. What you so mad for? Halloween come around and we ain't knocking at your door. Starving. Huh? Max, what is this depressing bean? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's impossible. You can't be out of food. What? Where's my personal reserve of moose juice and goose juice? My emergency stash of hoo hash? And my secret slew of frozen beasel nut stew? <sighs> I specifically bought enough food to last until January. How much emotional eating have I been doing? No, I won't. I will not. I am not going to Whoville during... Christmas! Fine. But I'm going to despise every second of it. Come on, Max. Yes, the Grinch hated Christmas. The whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. But I think the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. So even though Christmas is an anticipated time for so many people, there's a very sad statistical reality. And that is the fact that for every two people that cannot wait for Christmas, there's one person that can totally relate to the Grinch and his angst and anxiety towards the Christmas season. When you think about it, I mean, for us Christians, Christmas should be a great time of celebration. It should be a tremendous time of celebration given the fact that Really, it's a time of year set aside to recognize the fact that Jesus left heaven. He came down to earth in the form of a baby boy in a manger, born to a virgin Jewish teenager named Mary, to ultimately die on the cross, reconciling humanity, you and I, back to God the Father. Resurrected three days later, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. That should be a tremendous time of celebration. I mean, just think of the word reconcile. He reconciled us. For those of you who are familiar with any level of accounting, you know that reconciling is really kind of bringing the account to zero, right? That, that our debts, our sin debt was so high that he knew that we would never be able to repay it. And so he took it on for us. And he was able to go to the cross for us and take our sin debt down to zero. That should be a time of celebration. If you can't celebrate that, I don't know what you can celebrate. Amen? And yet, why are so many of us filled with stress and depression and anxiety this Christmas season instead of being filled with peace, joy, and expectation. And I believe that in large part, that's because too many of us are fixing our eyes on the wrong thing. 
Too many of us are fixing our eyes on things that ultimately steal our joy. Instead of fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, the only one that can truly give us and restore our joy. And did you guys know that the prophet Isaiah actually had a vision of Jesus hundreds of years before he ever walked the earth? And when Isaiah describes Jesus in Isaiah 61.3, he describes him as this amazing man that would console those who mourn in Zion, that he would give them, the people, could look at that as you and I, the oil of joy for mourning. How many could use the oil of joy in a time of mourning, right? In your time of stress, in your time of anxiety, and maybe some depression, whether it be seasonal or something you battle, you could use the oil of joy that Jesus and only Jesus can bring. If any of you have ever worked with oil or around oil, you know that oil, when you pour it on something or someone, it consumes, it covers, it'll, it'll drip down and it even fills in the holes and the voids. And that's what Jesus, what Isaiah is telling us that Jesus is, is he's, he's the one that's gonna come and he's gonna be able to fill those voids in your life that you've been trying to fill with garbage. He's gonna come and he's gonna fill them for good. He's gonna bring you the oil of joy. Because how many knows there's a difference between joy and happiness? Right, happiness comes and goes. I, when I eat a Twix bar, I am happy. When that Twix bar is gone, I am no longer all that happy. But joy, joy is a lifestyle. Joy is something that you can experience no matter what. And that's something that I want you guys to get today is the fact that no matter what your current circumstance is, no matter what your view on this coming Christmas season is in this moment, Jesus has come to bring you joy in the middle of your circumstance. Let me say it like this. With Jesus, you can have joy even when things on the outside are not joyful. That's worthy of praise right there. That you can have joy even when things all around you are not joyful. And that is a promise from God. For each and every one of you, that's not just for the pastoral staff. That's a promise for each and every one of you that you can experience joy no matter what your circumstance. Whether you've lost a loved one, whether you don't know how you're going to pay for the Christmas that you want to have for your kids or for your grandkids, no matter what, you can have joy. Maybe you just got a bad uh, report from the doctor. You can still have joy. It's been amazing to be able to see a man of faith like Pastor Allen and how he's taken and he's gotten this bad news from the doctors saying that you have pancreatic cancer. Most people would run and hide and I would understand, but I got to see a man of faith that called his son and said, let me tell you what the doctors say, but I also want to let you know what Jesus is telling me. And I've got faith that he can heal me. And guess what? that healing. We're going to pray that it happens here on earth, but if not, then guess what? I got a healing waiting for me in heaven, and that's an amazing bit of faith. Come on. I was so encouraged by that, so encouraged by that when I heard that phone call come in, and I just looked at Pastor Justin. I said, 
That is a man of faith and a tremendous man of God that you get to call dad. That is awesome. It was encouraging to me. But there's a whole, whole gamut of things that can try to steal our joy. And in this next clip, we're going to see how the Grinch had his joy stolen by some past hurts and the choice to isolate. Let's go ahead and watch it together. No. no. He walked through the crowd and the sound and the lights, and his ears heard the thump of their joy and delight, and it took him right back to his earliest years, to that lost, lonely boy who cried all of those tears. That lost, lonely boy, isolated and sad, with no home of his own, no mom, and no dad. And as the Grinch looked around, he felt downright scared as he remembered that Christmas where nobody cared, where nobody showed, not even a flea. And there were no cards, no gifts, and no tree. And as he watched other kids, one thing became clear, that this was the single worst day of the year. And now here it was, that day once again, and he felt all those feelings he felt way back when, when he'd watch who's young and old all sit down to feast, and they'd feast, and they'd feast, and they'd feast, 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 feast. They'd feast on who pudding and rare who roast beast, which is something the Grinch could not stand in the least. And then they'd do something he liked least of all, Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, would stand close together with Christmas bells ringing. They'd stand hand in hand, and the who's would start singing. They'll sing, and they'll sing, 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 sing. Yes, he couldn't recall without feeling the sting. So the Grinch finally declared, I must stop this whole thing. So one of the things that I've observed in my lifetime, and I find myself teaching it to the teenagers of Project 412 a lot, and it's this, that hurting people hurt people. We see it all the time, and, and, and maybe you've experienced this before. Maybe you've been hurt by somebody, or maybe in a hurting time, you've hurt somebody. And something that I've noticed is that I've encountered this from time to time where somebody has been just flat out hateful towards me. It seems like for no reason whatsoever. But almost every time there's something that I discover that if I'll just take a step back, try to put the anger 
and the hurt and the offense aside. And I try to really look at the, at the person and I peel back a layer or two of the offender, I almost always find hurt. There's somebody that's hurt them that's just caused them to hurt. You'll discover that the harsh action or the harsh words that you are on the receiving end of is just a symptom of a much deeper hurt in their life. Maybe you find out they were abused by family members. Maybe you discover that something happened to them in their life that was traumatic. Maybe they're just in a position of life where they're saying, you know, I just thought that my life would look different than the way it does right now. I thought things maybe would play out a little different, that I'd be a little bit farther along in life than where I am right now. I just thought it would be different. And it's caused them to have anger and anguish and they're hurting inside. So therefore they lash out and they hurt others. See it all the time. I got to experience it here recently. I was having a birthday party for my kids. And I noticed that the day before, I had seen my neighbor that I don't get to see all that often because he's always out working and he works hard. And he, and he had a walker and he had a cast on his leg and a big back brace. And then the next day rolls around, we're having this party for my kids. And uh, all of a sudden, he makes his way out into the yard, proceeds to cuss me out because somebody that was a guest at the party had parked two wheels on his grass. He chose to lash out, and I'm telling you, if the, self, <laughs> the sanctification process of Pastor Josh wasn't where it's gotten, it might not have been pretty, because it was hard to hold back. Because I felt attacked and, and hurt, and he's lashing out, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he's yelling out, things at my sister. I'm like, dude, don't talk to my sister like that. What are you doing? So then he goes back in and I kind of calm down, but I'm going to be honest with you. I was upset for a couple days. And yet, isn't it funny when something like that happens and the Holy Spirit kind of talks to you and it's like, probably need to go talk to him. Probably going to have to eat a big, bitter piece of humble pie. Apologize and forgive this guy, even though he lashed out over two tires on the grass, but I'm probably going to need to go talk to him, and I didn't want to, but by the prompting of the Holy Spirit and my wife, I decided to, we were coming back, and it was one of those times when you leave the house and you forget something, so you don't even get out of the neighborhood, and you turn back around. I come back and we go pulling in and sure enough, there he is out in the driveway tinkering around with his adult son. Mallory goes, now's the time. You need to go talk to him. <sighs> so I decide to go over there and I, and, and I say, hey man, listen, I'm sorry about the other day. You know that, hey, I understand that's your yard. That was kind of disrespectful of the people to do that, but I'm sure they didn't mean it, but I just want to say I'm sorry, and, you know, are we good? And, and he was like, yeah, and he's going through the whole thing. He's like, did you see the diagram I put in your mailbox? Yes, I did. He blueprinted the incident, just in case I missed it. 
And I'm like, yeah, yes, I did. I understand. Hey, I'm sorry. And we were able to kind of get past it because then I was just, I asked him, I mean, that's just the, maybe the pastor coming out in me. And I was like, man, what? so what's going on, man? How are you doing? What's going on in your life? And then all of a sudden that was peeling back the onion. And I learned that here's this guy that's been working so hard his entire life, union iron worker, going around, you know, chasing work. He's two weeks away from retirement. And on the way to the job, that no joke was his last day on that job, gets in a near fatal car accident in Chicago. Gets trapped in the car. By the grace of God, the car didn't light on fire or anything like that. Gets trapped in the car, crushes his pelvis, the one side of his hip, destroys his leg, his arm, breaks almost every rib. Two weeks before he was ready to go to Arizona, spend the winter, his first winter of retirement. Instead, he has to stay here, freezing cold and snow and rehab. He was angry. He had hurt inside of him, and he was letting it out. I just so happened to be the recipient that day. But something interesting happened, and that we were able to kind of get past it, and, and I forgave him, and he's like, hey, we're cool. And then I walk off to get back in my car. I start backing out. He tries to get into his house, falls, completely falls over into the bushes. So I put it in park. I go over there, me and his son, we get up under each arm, lift him up. I came back and I kind of smiled to Mallory. I said, wasn't that something? Two days ago, dude's cussing at me. Today, he needs my help to lift him up. Come on now. I've been preaching to the teenagers the importance of being the image of Christ in your daily life. I did not know I was going to have to try it out but I really believe that it ministered to that man. And I believe that a seed was planted and that I believe he was encouraged. So we see there that the Grinch was hurting. And so he devises this plan to hurt all of the who's. The entire town, he wants to just destroy and level their joy. And he decides he's gonna be able to do that by stealing their Christmas gifts their trees, their lights, and every bit of their food. So there can't be a celebration and there can't be any joy. Let's watch it together. The Grinch was now ready to start his big trip. He stood like a captain aboard a great ship. Yes, the time had now come to take off like a shot. Here we go, Max. Let's see what you've got. Max? Max, are you okay? Huh? Grinch came on his great fateful ride toward the good homes of Whoville and the Christmas inside. He had planned it and prepped it big detail to small. 
Yes, he'd get rid of Christmas now, once and for all. You take the outside, I'll take the inside. House number one. He was ready to pounce and set the score right. He'd make up for the past, and he'd do it tonight. Okay, now let's steal Christmas. He swept up their presents with the speed of a whiz, and he knew he'd cause sadness. Only theirs now, <laughs> not his. and nonsense it was all about greed about meaningless stuff that they didn't even need yeah <laughs> the Grinch went to work he scooped up the toys he raced against time he raced against joy snags as he made his way through an angry orange cat and a sleepwalking who thank you mommy he stole pop guns and bicycles roller skates drums checkerboards tricycles popcorn and plums Gadgets and gizmos and dolls with strange names, goofballs and schloofballs and video games. any of you know someone like that, that they just seem so miserable and have no joy, so they make it their mission to steal everybody else's joy around them? Some of you probably work with that guy or that gal, right? If you don't know somebody like that, maybe it's you. You need to work on that. But the Grinch was hurt by his past, and he felt like all the citizens of Whoville had people that cared about them except for him. So he made a very dangerous decision that sadly many of us make from time to time. 
And that decision was to isolate himself. New song, you ever notice how the devil will try to convince you that you're all alone and that that's the best place for you to be is all alone? That you should remain alone? And I'm telling you, it's because the devil wants you in isolation. That's when you're most vulnerable. You hear about the scripture that talks about how, you know, the, the cord of three strands is, you know, is stronger than a single strand, right? Devil knows this. He wants you to be in isolation. He wants you to be alone because that's where you're most vulnerable. He whisper things in your ear like, don't reach out. There ain't nobody that cares about you anyway. Don't even bother. Don't you dare join a small group at church. Because if you ever take off that mask, if you ever show others the real you and the real struggle that you go through on a daily basis, there's no way they're ever going to love you. And that's a lie. That's a lie from the enemy. And we know that because of James 5, 16. James 5, 16 says, therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. Another translation for that in the Greek actually is set free. So you may be set free. Come on now. Is there anybody in the house today that could be set free from something? Set free. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Man, I would encourage you. Here pretty soon, we're going to start up a brand new semester of small group. If you haven't joined one yet, you've never led one, join a small group. And don't be like the Grinch. Don't choose isolation over community. Because I'm telling you, for those of you that have been struggling with something, you need people beside you. God knew from the beginning that we were not supposed to do this life alone. What is the first thing that he said? He's saying everything is good. This is good. He created this and said it was good. He created that. He said it was good. What was the first thing that he said wasn't good for man to be alone? Don't do this thing alone. God knew you couldn't do it, so don't try to do it. And you've got a body of believers right here that loves you, that would love to come beside you no matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstance because then when you're feeling down, they're gonna come up beside you. They're gonna encourage you. They're gonna remind you of God's promises in scripture. And they're gonna be like, listen, come on. I know the circumstance right now isn't good, but guess what? You're gonna come through stronger on the other side. But we gotta do it together. We can't be in isolation. So the Grinch commits this awful act against all the citizens of Whoville, stealing their Christmas in hopes of robbing their joy. But to his surprise, the gifts, trees, the lights, the food, actually wasn't where the Who's had placed their joy. He stole them all, was taking them up the mountain, getting ready to throw them off, and he still hears them singing together. They're still, they join together as a community, hold hands and start singing. I'm telling you, New Song, you have a church family that would love to join hands with you no matter what you're going through and just praise Jesus, right? We read that Jesus gives us the garment of praise. Let's praise God together in community. 
But so he hears him singing, and then we get the best scene in the entire movie, as far as I'm concerned, when little Cindy Lou Who makes a trip up the mountain to the Grinch's house. Let's check this out. Uh, hello. Hi. Remember me? Yes, yes, I do. I remember you. My name is Cindy Lou. Cindy Lou who? It's nice to meet you, Cindy Lou. Uh, oh, my name is Grinch. And, uh, th this is Max. <laughs> Whoa, nice to meet you, Max. <laughs> I just came to invite you to our house for Christmas dinner. What? Me? I took your gifts. Yeah, I know. And your trees. Yep. I stole your whole Christmas. I know you did. But we're inviting you anyway. But why? Because you've been alone long enough. Dinner's at six. Don't be late. And make sure you bring your sweet doggy too. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Um, this is a bad idea. I, 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 I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. They're all gonna hate me. All right. I did it. Mr. Grinch, I'm so happy you decided to come. Welcome. So thank you for inviting me. Uh, I, I wore a tie. And it's a very nice tie. Cindy Lou, look who came. Mr. Grinch, you're here. Uh, hello. Come on in. I'll show you around. Oh, okay. <laughs> hello, Mr. Grinch. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Aunt Ida, I'd like you to meet my friend, the Grinch. Oh, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Grinch. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Oh, here, let me take that for you. Oh, thank you. Cindy Lou, could you make a little room for this? Oh, don't worry, I I've got it. Huh, isn't that thoughtful? <laughs> well, is that grouchy, grumpy, huh? Grinchy I see standing over there? <laughs> Ricklebaum, good to see you. Come on, Grinchy, give me a hug. Oh. <laughs> it don't count if you don't hug back, buddy. Okay, come take your seats, everyone. Dinner's ready. Come on, you're sitting next to me. Here you go. First Christmas dinner. What happens? You'll see. Would you do the honors, Mr. Grinch? Oh, uh, okay. Do you mind if I say something first? Not at all. Um, well, everybody, I, I just want to say I've spent my entire life 
hating Christmas and everything about it. But now I see that it wasn't Christmas I hated. It was being alone. But I'm not alone anymore. And I have all of you to thank for it. But especially this little girl right here. Ma'am, your daughter's kindness changed my life. That's my girl. Oh, that was beautiful. That's my best friend. Merry Christmas, Mr. Grinch. Merry Christmas, Cindy Lou. And the Grinch raised his glass and led the Who's in a toast. To kindness and love, the things we need most. There's two quotes that I want to focus on from that final clip as we close this morning. First one, the Grinch said, your daughter's kindness changed my life. I want to ask you this question this morning, New Song. Whose life could you change with a simple act of I was so proud. One of the church members, I believe he's in the room right now, it works at Walmart. Now that's a place that you can do a lot of blessing this time of year, but he works there at Walmart and me and my little boy Graham come strolling in and he stops me and he's like, man, he said, you know how you always tell us sometimes when you're sending us off for the week, giving us some encouragement, and you say, hey, new song, go be a blessing to someone this week. He's like, man, I got to be a blessing this week. He said, I was standing right here and I noticed there was this family that came through and they had some stuff on the conveyor belt and not much of it. And this little boy had a basketball and he was all excited about this basketball. But then as they're scanning, all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. We're, we're going to be a little bit short. We're going to have to put the basketball back. And the little boy was upset. And he said, hang on. He got out of his comfort zone and he went over and he said, hey, how, how much are you short? And he said, oh, about $5. He reached in, he pulled out a $5 bill and he said, you're not short anymore. He's like, I got to make, a, I got to make their life different. He's like, I got to be a blessing. I was like, man, I'm so proud of you. Man, you're living it out. You're not just talking about it. You didn't say, you didn't go up to him and go, hey, you're $5 short. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to pray that $5 comes in. No, he did something about it. He reached in his pocket and he said, no, you're not $5 short anymore. Whose life are you going to touch this week? Whose life are you going to touch this season? You want to know the best way to get out of your seasonal slump? Be a blessing to somebody else. When you start to focus on other people's needs, something amazing happens in your life. All of a sudden, those things that, that, that you think are mounting up, all of a sudden, they're not that big a deal when you're helping somebody else. You want to find true joy? Do you want to reside in joy no matter what your circumstance? 
put others first, change your life forever. Second quote from that clip. Cindy Lou turns to the Grinch and says, you've been alone long enough. There's some of you in this room right now that you've been believing lies. You've been allowing fear and anxiety to creep in. You've been allowing isolation. You've been removing yourself from community that you know that you need. And I'm here to say it ends this morning. It ends right now. I want you to make it a goal for the new year that you're going to get plugged in. Get plugged into the church. You've got a whole body of believers here that love you. They just haven't met you yet. They can't wait to meet you. But you got to get plugged in for it to happen. You got to join a small group. You got to get on a dream team. Man, I want to give it up to all the dream team that make a day like this possible. There were people, while you were brushing your teeth, they were putting ice in that chest to make sure the coats were cold. Man, you were getting your shoes on this morning, and there was somebody brewing that coffee for you. I had a slew of teenagers in here wanting to make a difference, taking M&Ms out of the box. Get plugged in. Your life will never be the same. If you're looking for something different in 2020, let's do something different. Let's be a community of believers together and make a difference in this community. Come on, would somebody give me a better amen? Would you stand with me? Then I really believe that there's a whole nother group of people in this room right now that that quote spoke something different to you. And I believe God's been speaking to you all week and he's really been speaking to you this morning and I believe that he's telling you, you've been alone too long. You've been trying to do this life all by yourself and you can't do it anymore. It ain't working. I'm here to tell you, you want to restore joy, you want to transform your life, you need to surrender to Jesus. And you have an opportunity this morning. So with every eye closed and head bowed, I want to ask you, if you're in this room and you would say, Pastor Josh, that's totally me. I need to surrender to Jesus. I've been trying to do this thing on my own too long. It ain't working out. I'm ready for something new. And his name is Jesus. If that's you, would you just shoot your hand up? I see those hands. That's awesome. Best decision you ever make in your life. So proud of you. Is there anyone else? You can put your hands down. I'm going to pray a prayer right now. You can go ahead and choose to repeat it word for word. You you can make it your own. Here's the important thing. Just mean what you say. It's not magic words. You just have to mean it. And then I want to ask a quick second question. How many in here would agree, man, I need to stop trying to do this thing 
alone, this life thing alone. I need to get plugged into the church. I've been dragging my feet. The Lord's been prompting me towards a small group, towards a dream team, and I just haven't pulled the trigger. But in 2020, it's gonna happen. Come on, would you be bold enough to just, come on, shoot your hand up. You're willing to plug in. So proud of you. It's awesome. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for trying to do this life alone. And this morning, I'm calling out to you. I'm calling out to you and I'm saying, Lord, I accept you as my Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe that three days later you rose again and now you're sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for me. And Holy Spirit, I invite you to lead me, to guide me, so that I can serve you from this day until my last day on this earth. And Lord, I pray for every single new singer that said, man, I'm ready to get plugged in. I'm ready to start doing community and I'm done with isolation. And Lord, I just pray that they would have the boldness to be able to do that in 2020. And Lord, that their life would never be the same because of it. Encourage them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Do you receive that word this morning, new song? I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask that the prayer team start to make their way forward. Prayer is available to you. So proud of you that made that decision for Jesus today. If that was you, make sure you stop by guest services. They've got this book for you called Fresh Start with God. It's an awesome read, completely free to you. Take that connection card I talked about earlier. Check that box that says, I made that decision for Jesus. Man, what a good morning at church. Go out there, guys. Let's make a difference in this world, in this community, and let's do it this week. Invite your friends. We'll see you next week. We love you. God bless. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.